Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. The boys will be breaking down the Celtics Game 7. Talking a little Game 7 Bruins. And we got some breaking news out of Maine with Cooper Flag getting an offer from the Duke University. Uh, let's see how Fagola feels about that. But um, first, let's let's hear how everyone's weekend was. We got we got it together one day. Um, we got to uh, go to Fagola's house for Ryan's birthday party. <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, little birthday second second birthday for my daughter yesterday. I had. Uh... Some family here. You guys were there, a couple of friends, and uh, it was a good day. We went, uh, took her to the uh, Gray Animal Wildlife Park today. Um, that was interesting because we got chased around by fucking geese all day. They actually no. chased you? There's only, like angry oh, yeah. geese? Like, oh, those, so it's like nesting season for them. So they say, like, stay away from them. So we're like walking around, like, to look at the cougar, like, uh, display mm-hmm. and see the cougars in there you come around the corner dude it's kind of a blind turn there's one standing right there and i'm like oh i'll just like slowly walk by it uh-uh son of a bitch puts his head down starts squawking starts running at me i'm like i literally oh, ran like my. the fastest i've ever been before so you left like, your stopped. wife and your kids behind and you just ran you they, no 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 your daughter no they push her out of the way george style just pushes her he's here no they they were behind me. So, like, I was trying to get, see if we could actually get through the thing, like, losing a shit. Nope. Didn't work. And then. But wait we a second. Wait a we, second. Where the cougar is, it's a dead end when you walk through there. So, did it push you into the dead end? No. I was like, I just, no, we were walking like we were going to go into the, like, the dead end. Oh, you and turned I around. I stopped, like, halfway and I just turned around and ran. <laughs> um, And then we were, like, walking around, like, we went down to the. Like saw the moose and we went down to the coyote, then we went up and saw the bears, and we're coming back and legitimately two of those little no. No, then we went to see the birds. We come walking up back up the hill towards like the snack shack. There's two of them legitimately just fucking <laughs> like, like losing their shit. We thought they were coming at us, but they were chasing another one off. But I'm like, this is completely just wild right now. Getting fucking attacked by geese here. But um, no, it, it was it was a pretty good day. That's awesome. I, I'm like I, like I I hate birds. Like oh, birds scare yeah. the shit out of me. Like if there's like geese walking around or even like fucking ducks. Like ducks don't even hurt you. It's just like I just don't like birds. What about I remember, peacocks, dude? I, yeah, peacocks are yeah. Anything that's unpredictable for me. Like I yeah. hate spiders because I just don't know what they're gonna do. Right? Like I'm not like scared they're gonna hurt me. Like I just don't know where you're going. Uh, like. Um, Milich's grandmother had like little uh, like housebirds, like she had housebirds. Yeah, and like I a parakeet used, I would, or something. The first time I went to the house, the birds just flying around my head. 
I never went in the house ever again just because I just I don't like it. Shory, have you ever been to that place, the no. wild, Great Wildlife Park? So, no. Kev, you RV have obviously have. Mm-hmm. You know what's awful is that as soon as you like, like get close to the cat displays, like the bob, it smells like piss so bad. Ooh, yeah. There was it only was one of them awful. that really smelled bad to me. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I just it smells this freaking nasty, but, um. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, we lose Shory? I don't know what happened to him. You still there, Shoda? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. I was like, what the oh hell is he doing? Goodness. I've been waiting for a long time to wear this. Is the old JT jersey. Break it out. Sorry, I don't know if we've moved on. I just kind of tried to wait it in and, and then threw it in. Uh, oh, we got a rock star birthday uh, girl. Gosh. Hi, Rye. Rye, say hi. Can you say you say hi to Uncle Kevin and Uncle Andy? Who are them? Who's that? She don't know what to do right now. She's still upstairs and Lynn just come down the she, stairs and clearly she can hear me down here. So she was like. Probably just looking at herself. That's what she's doing. She's kind of a narcissist. <laughs> um, right, so sweetie. today, today I was, um, I did some yard work, right? Love you. And I, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while and I got the chainsaw out to cut down some like low hanging branches because I could never break it because the branches are so low. Is there anything more manly than using a chainsaw? Oh, it's a good feeling. An axe? Oh, I wouldn't. No, I. It's always the work smarter, not harder mentality for me. So. Yeah, but but okay, but then you just asked if it was more manly. I, I an no. axe is way more manly than a fucking. Well, no way. I think you what he's trying wrong. to say is You're wrong. Like, power equipment. Power equipment is way more manly. No. Okay, like using, a shovel, Dude, using axe, a shovel. Using a shovel or using an excavator. Using a shovel or an excavator. Ooh, yes. I never used one, but uh, that that'd be I, pretty manly. Just saying. I think it's I think it's two different things. Oh, here we go. It is way more primal and manly to use an axe than it is a chainsaw. It's, yeah, it's more primal. That's right, but it's not more manly, dude. You're wrong. Um, it's two different things though. One is to cut the tree, and one is to split the wood. So it's not like you're like using an axe. I mean, maybe. Uh, they used to, dude. I uh, they definitely used to, but you don't see many people nowadays cut the tree down with an axe. But they are two different things. They're both manly. Um, Real men do. Yeah, you don't see me doing that much in South Portland. Maybe a little tree no. tree limb cut, but here and there, and that's it. You want to yeah. get into the uh, old Boston Celtics here, sure dog? It's time, baby. Oh, Christ, I can't believe you guys made me wait this long. Game seven, you guys wanted my live reaction last time. Got the uh, the tough loss. I think I heard a lot of knock on JT, my guy. Uh, I heard that they had 0% chance to go on and, and move to the next round to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, you know, I, I took a time, and I was in the middle of that episode. I said, you know what? I'm swinging my vote back to Boston. This was the better team, and it showed Coach Udoka is the real deal, man. That guy, it he made the right calls before games like his his game adjustment from game to game is incredible but it's his leadership like he he's just so fucking confident every game and like you hear him he's just like he's un like we're lost oh well we lost we fucked up we're on to the next game we can't sit here and dwell on it man like 
And then you just see the team have that where in years past, I didn't, they did not have that. They didn't have that bounce back no. ability. They didn't have the nuts. Um, this team has got some nuts, even when they're not playing well, I still feel like they're in games. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm confident with this team. I'm confident going into Miami. I think they get one out of two and, uh, we'll see what happens from there. But I, uh, I was one of the guys who said the series was over. Um, I thought the Milwaukee was going to win game six. Uh, and I think it's basically just becoming more and more well known that my predictions are fucking awful. Every take I have, I think is wrong. Um, so I think from, from here on, and I think Fagola asked maybe last episode, two episodes ago, if I was going to do sports gambling when it passes, there's absolutely zero chance I ever do that. I am so bad at predicting anything. So yeah, they were the better team. Um, I didn't, uh, so I didn't see a single second of game six. I brought my daughter to bed and I ended up falling asleep while I was putting her, putting her to sleep. So I didn't see a single second of game six. I uh, watched all of game seven. Um, yeah, I mean, they were clearly just a better team tonight. I mean, it, at, right from jump street. I mean, I, even though Giannis seemed like he was unstoppable the first, like the first half, I think he was at a triple double, I think in the first half. Um, Bryce but I the just, first quarter. yeah, but I mean, like it was just, it was huge, right? I mean, JT and Jalen Brown were very solid tonight. Smarthead was, was solid, but the difference was obviously Grant Williams was just him and Peyton Pritchard knocking threes down. I find it absolutely ridiculous that the Celtics shot 55 three-pointers. It's wild to me that a team would shoot that much. But, um, no, I mean, they it, the Celtics, I mean, they kind of dominated the second half. It really wasn't even that close. They blew them out. So, um, onward to Miami, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I think, think the, um, the the play right before halftime was smart, steals Giannis. Giannis follows oh. him shooting a half-court shot. Like, Huge. Like they, the Bucks are going to the halftime. They they had a chance to tie the game up because they were down two at the time. Instead, Celtics going to halftime up five. I think that's such a moment. Like we talk about momentum yeah. all the time, and that was just massive. And it just showed like the Celtics came out second half and just dominated from the start. So that was a massive play. You know, it's. I mean, I think what you're seeing is is like people are knocking JT here and there, but like you're seeing an evolution. Uh, where he's getting better each time, where he is better when he's using his teammates around him. Like Grant Williams knocking down shots well, today, Peyton Pritchard knocking down shots. You're seeing him get better at dishing the ball. Yeah. But he obviously has the ability of what he did in game six. He thought he did that in game five. He wasn't. He, just, he was taking open shots, which he usually makes. Um, he wasn't making them. So I, I've been saying well, it all so, along. If the Celtics make shots, I felt really good. Um, and today they're I mean, I think that's. Everything. I think that's the biggest takeaway from the game today is it's clear that Tatum is a BDB listener and he was like list taking what I said to heart. For sure. He wasn't he wasn't taking stupid shots today. He was taking the shots that were there and then he was distributing the ball a lot more. Like so sure. I mean he is ba- definitely basically a subscriber. You're, you're welcome, Boston, for the constructive criticism and that's what led to game seven. So you guys are welcome. Makes sense. It makes sense. It's, you know, I think that at this point in his career, it's, you know, the way the NBA works is it's so hard. If you, you have to switch on screens, right? So, like, if you're going to be a really good defensive team, you've got to switch on screens. That's why, you know, defensive player award winners is weird because they're switching on guys. So they can get matchups however they want. They can run JT off two screens. Well, your guy is not going to fight through two screens. You're not going to have Jimmy Butler fight through two screens. So you're going to have the matchup you want. 
you can't defend just Jason Tatum one guy. You just can't. And that's why you're going to have guys that get open. That's what happened to Grant today. They literally, every time, were like, okay, we're going to have to help with Grant's guy, whoever's covering Grant. And they knew he was going to get his shots. Al Horford had it happen in game five or four, yeah. whatever it was. But, like, that's what's yeah. happening. I, and I, say, I think that's one thing that's going to be, like, different about this series with Miami is – I feel like Miami really has a group of guys they can run at Tatum to make his life difficult. But whether it's J Bot, I mean, they could probably run a Baj, uh, uh, out of bio. I can never pronounce his friggin' name right. Um, and I know I'm missing, I'm forgetting somebody, but it's going to be interesting to see how, how the, how he handled it. I mean, you want Tate, you want to see Tatum lead the team in scoring most nights, but this may be a series where he's getting so much pressure on the defensive end. Um, I mean, on the offensive end from Miami's defense that it, he may not be, he may not be the lead to the team in scoring. He's just going to have to like yeah. play. I don't want to say decoy most of the time, but uh, this may be a series where it's way more important for him to distribute the ball to the open guy than it's going to be for him to score 40. Yeah. PJ Tucker is another one of those assholes. PJ is the guy who's going to be on a main league. He's just going to be, yeah. he's the one who defends hard and good. I mean, uh, he defended, Durant so well last year in the series, that's who he's going to have on him. But like I said, in the NBA, you're able to pick your matchups, man. And I think like getting Bam on him is a nice matchup because if he does get by Bam, you got help coming. He's going to be lob city. I think Rob Williams is going to be a big factor in the next series that didn't fit this series because, you know, you just said they shot 55 threes. It's like, okay, people will be like, why are they shooting so many threes? And I'm like, I can't say this enough. Giannis is seven foot. Brooke Lopez is seven one. And Bobby Portis. I'm not. Most no 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 I know you're saying it's just like crazy to think that now but like they're oh, all I good shots but like what else are you gonna do against Brooklyn I mean against Milwaukee and you have Bobby Portis that's that's three guys that are close to seven foot yeah. that you know and they don't they don't close out well so it's like wide open three after wide open three where well, that's not gonna be the case against the Heat it's not gonna be open no. threes it's gonna be more of like Lob City it's gonna be more of you know JT going to the hoop and putting it up there and see if they can get a and one or whatever but. Um, it just didn't happen against Milwaukee. That's what makes this team good is that they're able to adjust. They have guys that can beat you different ways. I think Am without I, so, Milwaukee having Middleton, like they obviously oh, had that trouble. They had trouble them. scoring. If Giannis wasn't scoring or if Holiday was having a rough day, it's like they just couldn't they didn't have scoring. No. And I think that's what makes this heat team a lot different is that they have like six or seven guys that could put up 15, 20 points. So yeah. not like every night, you know, but like with Butler and Hero and Adebayo, Lowry, Oladipo, like Duncan Robinson go off for 20. Like they have a decent amount of guys yeah. that could score. And I think that's, it's going to make for, it's funny because I, that Celtics Bucks series was super exciting, but I almost feel like this one's going to be more exciting. I just think it's going to be, this matchup, especially that with Miami having a home court advantage is going to be a big mm-hmm. key to that. Yeah. Um, I just, little thing I meant, I was going to mention this when we first started talking about it. So I don't, my dad doesn't watch the Celtics. He probably watches Celtics less than I do, but he was obviously watching the game today. So I get a text message and it must've been end of the first half, beginning of the third quarter. And all it says is, I wish someone would sacrifice themselves for the game and knock that fucking asshole Grayson Allen on his ass. Yeah. I he had a brutal you know, game, didn't he? He uh, finished the series minus like 48 wow. plus minus. Um. Cool. You see the other I'm night, sorry. he's a just, sleazy dude. Just really quick on the plus minus, uh, Clay Thompson tied the all-time record for the worst plus minus when they got stomped by like 40 to the Grizzlies. I didn't see I, that. It was like minus 46, I think it was. <laughs> oh, that was a tough game, bro. Tied, I think it tied the all-time record. That's I got I to look it up just to make sure that I'm not making that up. But 
Hey, sure. I meant that I was going to ask you this because honest to God, like I, and I've, wa- I have watched most of the games this, this series, but was Daniel Tice even on the bench? Yeah. I haven't he, seen him. Did he, did, was he suited up this series? He played a little bit. He had some, he had did some, he? yeah, yeah, he played. He didn't play in the last couple of games. He today. actually let him in plus minus. I looked at halftime. He left, he let him in plus minus today, plus eight at halftime. Um, Am I fucking losing my shit? I, I swear to God, I didn't see the guy all fucking game. Uh, there was games that he didn't play, but he did play the last two games, for sure. Last three games, because uh, game five he was throwing up well, absolute bricks. But uh, game good, six, good call by me. Good, good observation, you fucking dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus I, I, I would highly doubt he even plays a minute in the next series. I think Rob, I think they, Rob Williams wasn't like I said, he wasn't a nice matchup for this, this game because they just packed the paint. And uh, with Rob playing, Tice isn't going to get a fucking minute. So I don't think he'll play at all in the, in the Miami game. But if they need a guy to go in there and get some fouls, he's he's the one. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's game one? Oh, Tuesday? game one's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Game two's uh, Thursday. And then first game in Boston. Boston. We will actually be there for a Red Sox game before that game. So Red Sox play at four. We're going to watch that. Then we're going to go to the bars. It's going to be fucking rocking. 830 uh, start on Saturday. Like, I'm actually, ex- I'm almost as excited to watch the C's play in the bars with everybody uh, that I am to watch the Red Sox. Like I'm more, ex- like I'm excited about the experience of going to the Red Sox and like us being in the Bud Light deck and, and having fun or whatever it is, Sam Adams deck now. But like to, to actually watch the sport, I uh, can't wait for the season to be on and us being in a bar and just fucking buying pitchers and it's going to be great. Uh, one thing yeah. I want to say real quick, we don't have to talk about it all, but I'm just shocked. Uh, currently the, this is game seven. Also Mavericks are up 18 on the suns in no. the right now. Yeah. Like never saw that coming. I would have predicted that have been like a five game series. That's wow. Mavericks, I have, but I have ADHD. So like if something else is on, I can't focus on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I put it on, I would be like, you, I would miss yeah. like segments and I'm not going to do that, but, um, that would be shocker to me that if, if the Phoenix loses that 18 point game, man, so. in Phoenix. So, yeah, yep. I was gonna say, so then we'd have what it's going to be. I mean, it was so, like, it was so cool there. The, um, it was so funny that it was a game five of the Memphis when they got blown when golden state blew, I uh, got blown out. Was it game five? Yeah. Game five. Like when it's like third quarter or whatever, like Draymond's like they're down by 40 and he's like dancing on the court and like, cause he's just like, yeah, they're like, oh, whatever, on to the next one. And I feel like that's like one of those like veteran teams, right? Because they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's one game. We put it behind us. We got our asses kicked. And then they come out and beat the shit out of them in the, uh-huh. uh, in game six. But, you know, I feel like for like a young, if that happened to a young team, they'd just be like, that's a loss. It could like crumble a lot of teams. But, um, it, it honestly, God seems like Golden State is like back to like, Vintage Golden State, which is fucking scary for the rest of the league. Yeah, it is. But that should be a. It's. I mean, to me, like that's gonna seem like a really. I know we've probably said this with all of them, all uh, the rest of them, but to me, like Golden State Dallas is gonna be. It should seem like very lopsided. I think so too. But I mean, like you just said, we would have said the same thing about Phoenix. But yeah, I think that uh, Golden State is probably the probably the biggest home court advantage in the NBA too. So the yeah. fact that they get that back is humongous for them. Do they get that I'll tell back? you one thing. I... Uh, they would. Yeah, they're the three seed and Dallas is the four. So they would if. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Obviously. Yep. I'll um, tell you one thing I'm not happy about is the fact that these fucking games are on at 830 now. Ooh, it's going to be a late night. 
Yeah. Uh, I think and Golden State would have home court over the Celtics if they if those two teams made it to the championship. But um, really, what do you what do you guys think that so the the Heat closed their their series out on Thursday, so they'll have four total four full days of rest. Celtics obviously close out tonight. They'll only have tomorrow, and then they play again Tuesday. So Celtics have one day. Heat have four days. Obviously, the Heat have been already sitting in Miami waiting. Celtics are probably traveling tonight, I imagine. To Miami, so uh, I think tomorrow, tomorrow probably tomorrow, tomorrow morning. morning. So, how much, how much do you think that plays in? Or you think playoffs like this, this point of the se- like the season is just like doesn't even matter. I think it. I don't know. I think it's huge. I mean, I it's always the whole like rest versus rust thing, right? Um, and it's like one of those things where like it could be an advantage for the Celtics because they just come off playing that you know they got one day off and then get jump right back into it where Miami's been sitting around for a while. I don't know. I I don't really know how we feel about it. Um, I think if I think it is a little bit of advantage for them because they're they're not having to. If they had to travel, I think it'd be different. But the fact that they're just going to wait for them to show up and then play on Tuesday um, is a little bit different. Yeah, I think it's definitely an advantage. Um, one day rest. Um, probably. I mean, the good thing is like most of the Celtics are pretty young. So, um, mm-hmm. but a guy like Al Horford has got to be a toll on his body. Um, but you know, I think Rob Williams goes back in the starting five. I think he should be fucking nice and fresh. Um, I'm not worried about Tatum. I'm not worried about Jalen Brown. I'm maybe smart and maybe Horford. But, you know, I think that getting Rob back is going to be a ton of minutes. And hopefully you can find a way to get, you know, Horford off the court a little bit more, especially the way Grant shot. And uh, might be hopefully his confidence goes forward um, and he's going to be knocking down buckets. I think uh, at this point of the year, like these guys are in such great shape that yeah. I don't think I don't think the time off. I think the only thing that really matters for like that time off is like just the the smaller injuries where guys have more time to rest. Like yeah. obviously um, Rob Williams has been banged up. Like Marcus Smart missed a game a few games ago. I'm, I'm sure he's fine. But like it just Kyle Lowry comes yeah. to mind. He's been having some injuries, and I think the extra four days off rest just allows him to sure. get. I mean, a lot of times when you shoot well like that, like what Grant did, you want to get right back on the court, right? You want to yeah, play right. ASAP. So you, you never know. Maybe they'll be – but, like, I, I, yeah, I think that he'll be one of those guys that want to play. I think Horford, one of those guys, probably like another – one more day of rest at least, but mm-hmm. especially when they have to fly to Miami. All right. One last rant for the year, Fagola. Bruins. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to really rip them up that much. Um, they played a lot better, I would say, yesterday. Um, it was still sloppy at times. I think two of the goals that they let up, really, they were just breakdowns in the defensive zone. Um, but I don't know. I think the game, the the where everything really shifted was I can't remember. It was in the second period, I think. Boston was down two to one. Trent Frederick come down on kind of a breakaway. And Rung went off the uh, post, and it was like right off that rebound. Twenty seconds later, Carolina come down and scored, went up three to one. So it's just like one of those things where it's like you know the whole game of inches thing. That puck yeah. is a, an inch to the left. It probably hits the pipe and goes in, and it's a two-two game. And it's a whole you know it's a whole different game after that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I I'm just they didn't lay down. I mean, I think they played better. Um, Carolina's that's, you talk about home field, or home court or our home ice, whatever you want to say, depending on whatever sport that might be the toughest place to play in all of hockey. That place is wild. 
Um, and I don't know. They got a lot of question marks going on with the Bruins this year. Coming in, Bergeron's a free agent. He doesn't have a contract after this year. After this year, a lot of people are curious on whether or not he's going to retire. Obviously, if he does, that's uh, if Bergeron retires, I almost think they kind of go into a kind of a small rebuild. Um, I don't think he does. I part of me thinks they he signs back for you know a decent discounted deal and they make one more final run at it with that core with him Marshawn, you know Pasenak and them because I believe Pasenak's a free agent after next year so I think they try to load up again this offseason get Berger on one more run at the cup and um, see what happens but uh, yeah I don't know it sucks obviously you want to watch him go deep in the playoffs it gets more interesting but uh, it's just kind of how it is. At least we're not Maple Leafs fans and haven't won a fucking playoff <laughs> series in like 27 years. Great fucking series, by the way. Awesome. Oh, it was unbelievable. I thought the goal should have counted, but they called it. Did the you guys? I saw a um a stat today. They are the first team in it's whether it's baseball, hockey, or basketball to lose a series deciding game five consecutive years in a row in the first round. Was that Maple Leafs? <laughs> yeah. They have like the best fans too. Like them in Montreal and they can't get a fucking win. And like so oh loaded God. with talent. That video you sent us today was great, dude. Yeah, it was so funny. That That's little clip was, I, yeah. was so comical. Like you but, almost feel bad for uh, them. I don't. I think so, it's fucking hilarious. Almost, almost. It's like Bill's fans. Like I almost feel bad for you, but <laughs> I don't. So for the Bruins, I was actually at for Gola's house for the first period, and so I watched the entire first period. Whoa! And then breaking and then, news. Breaking news. I know. And then hockey guy, hockey guy Kev. Hockey I drove guy. home. I drove home, and then I I can't remember. I got sidetracked doing something, and I end up turning it on with like a minute and a half left. So I watched twenty one and a half minutes of the Bruins game, which is a shit ton. Twenty one and a half more than you watched in the last five yeah, minutes. You should have. Exactly. You should have. You should have saw him at the house, dude. He was right on the edge of the couch. He was like all no, into it while he was no. there. I was asking questions. His questions are like the shit about the rink, like lines in the rink. I don't even know about like, and I don't know, but yeah, they made it exciting at the end. That was pretty cool. They, you know, they scored a goal with 23 seconds and then they put a flurry like, put a couple yes. shots on like great on goal, but it was exciting, man. Yep. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, uh, obviously it's just like anything else. You hate watching teams. You root for get eliminated from playoffs, but uh, you know, yeah. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing to talk about: Cooper Flag of oh, Maine getting love a, it. getting a scholarship offer. I mean, he's got him from a lot of places lot of right places. now on ESPN. He's the number three ranked player in the country um, for the freshman class. Um, it's a Duke University now, which. You know, didn't look like the other ones that he posted, like, hey, I got an offer from mm-hmm. Michigan. Hey, I got an offer from Notre Dame. This was like, hey, I'm excited to announce I got an offer from Duke. And I think that's big time for a main kid. And, like, I, I'm i not a Duke fan. I hope that this comes to fruition and, and that he picks that. Is that the right way to say that? Mm-hmm. But I hope that he picks Duke um, just because – They'll be on TV all the time, and I think it's yeah. probably one of his best opportunities to go to the next level after that. Dude, he was, like, yeah. so excited about the offer that, like, you, I bet he was fingers were just, like, fumbling because he yeah. had a couple typos in his uh, in his tweet, which he, he usually doesn't have. But I am absolutely ecstatic about it. I think it's, like, so cool that someone from Maine is this good. Like, this dude has legit chances of making the NBA. He's that good. 
and he's only what 15 years old so he's got a ton yeah. more to grow ton more can't to, even like, drive a car bigger. exactly can't even drive a car <laughs> and he's already getting offers from like these power five conferences it's such a cool story i yeah. absolutely love it i think it's it's unfortunate for Maine basketball that he's leaving, but it is 100% the smart decision for him yeah. to get out of the state and get into like better competition, like 365 days a year. I think it's so cool. Um, and I guarantee Duke is not the last big time no. school that's going to give him an offer. I'm sure some others will come in here too. I don't know if Kentucky, Kansas, UNC, but there's going to be more and he's going to have, he's going to have so many options at the end of the day. And I think it's yep. so awesome. Yeah, it, it's, I, I kind of joke around, but I'm like somewhat serious. It's like, you know, you want to see like the kids succeed, right? He's from Maine. Like, you know, we, we've had some, there's been some players from Maine that have gone on to play some big time, big time schools, but you know, nothing quite like somebody getting an offer from Duke. So uh-huh. you kind of want to see the kids see, succeed and do, you know, and it'd be incredible to see him, you know, go pro or whatever. But I will say this unequivocally, if he chooses Duke, I will root against him and hope he fails for four years. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he, uh, just because I fucking hate Duke. But, no, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's it's pretty goddamn cool um, to see. And, you know, the thing is, is where he came, you know, where he's from, too, he's, he didn't go to, he didn't go to Chevrolet. He's not, didn't go to Portland's Daring, you know, one of the bigger schools. He went to Nokomis, which, if, you, if people aren't familiar from me, Newport is not a big goddamn area. It's, it's just, no. you know. Up in, you know, four, you know, half hour, 45 minutes off of Bangor. So come from a small town, I would say. So it's pretty cool to see. And, you know, I'm going to give a little more, a little bit of a shout out to, for, to that other kid from South Portland, J.P. Estrella. He's another kid that's getting some big time offers from, yep. from schools uh, throughout the country. I believe he's going to Brewster next year. Yeah. Brewster yep. Academy. He left me too. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, like you said, Shory, for... Maine basketball for the people in Maine to watch these kids play, but um, it's just an incredible thing for these for these kids to be able to you know move on and go play big time college hoops. Um, yeah. And you know, Estrella's going to be a senior this year, but obviously Flag's got a few more years left to go. But um, it's just it's it's pretty freaking cool because you, you know you think about it like when we were in high school, there may have been like one kid that would get a scholarship or maybe two for me. Now it seems like there's multiple and these kids are getting some big time press yeah. you know, throughout the country. It's not just like a regional thing. Yeah. I, I, he plays for Maine elite. So there's like a, you know, they have a pretty good program like for each, each grade, but obviously this one's coach Andy Bedard, who was also probably, you know, top three player ever from the state of Maine, you know, but I've been able to go on their Facebook and I've been able to watch them play, you know, one game a weekend at the Nike camp and it's incredible how competitive this team is. Like they, I think they've lost maybe one or two games, but they're playing the elite of the elites. Uh, they played uh, Carlos Boozer's kid the other day um, and twins. So there's not just one, but they're monsters two, six, eight, and I think six, three or six, four. And, um, and they weren't the biggest one. kids on that team. Yeah. Boozer says one of them's the number one kids, right? right. In the country. One of them. And flag definitely held his own. Um, the other kids on Maine were a little undersized um, right now. I think that maybe they'll develop over time um, and be competitive with these kids. But um, that at, on a competitive level, they are there. Um, it's fun to watch. They get after it on defense, and they you, you know you see Flag take over on offense. Um, 
and it's not just watching Flag take over as points. Like, if you haven't seen the kid, it's not like he's just going out there dunking every time. He's literally bringing the ball up the court against a press, splitting two guys, taking on a third defender, and shovel pass to his brother underneath for for a layup or or dunk or whatever, or kicking it out for another pass for a three. They have some shooters. They have some sharp shooters on this team. Um, they're only like six foot or even less, but they can absolutely let it fly. This is a, I mean, it's a fun main team to watch. If you haven't, like, it's actually worth watching this kid go on and watching his highlights. And then you see like, you know, why he's ranked number three of the country. And really he's number three, but he's probably just as good as the other two that are uh, ahead of him. So uh, it's going to be so fun to watch going forward. I think in like college recruiting, it's so hard to like to pin these guys in the exact appropriate position. I think once you get to like top 15, top 10, like they're all the same, like they're all going to be superstars in college, I think, you know? And so he's literally the best of the best for 15 year olds in the entire United States. And it's so cool. Uh, Gola, do you, do you think that you won't hate Duke as much now that coach K is gone and Shire's there? Or do you think you still have the yeah, same? Hatred? It, no, no, it, it won't be the same. It won't be the same hatred. It'll be, yeah. it's definitely going to be less. I mean, right. I still, am going to want them. Like if I still want them to go like, Oh, and 32 every year, but it's, it's just mostly because I just, I can't stand coach K. So, I mean, I, I'm sure I'll be able to learn to hate Shire, but I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this asshole friggin' leaves the room yesterday when I'm at his house and comes back in with a fucking the uh, UNC Duke like UNC. Oh, I, don't know. I didn't. I, I don't even look at the it. Co- I, the, I knew it was something the, stupid. So it's sure it was the Coach K funeral shirt with Ramsey like pushing Coach K into a yeah. grave. <laughs> Can't wait to see him throw that bad boy on. No, I got a different oh, one. No. I, I got oh, no. that's not the he's one. Got a I got the Coach one. K meme No, he's got a different one. Coach K he's falling got a on different the floor. One. Jesus, I you even have him. to do laundry, I, kid? You just wear a new shirt every day. Every, every, yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the whole year. I suggested we, uh, he wears it this weekend, but he's like, no, that's, that wasn't the deal. But He's trying to enjoy this weekend. <laughs> so this week's draft will be... TV shows or movies, characters that we would like to have a beer with. Yeah, we're saying the characters, not the movie, right? The character. Right, yeah, the character, yeah. the individual. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like Kev might try to bend the rules a little bit before the draft even started, oh. but... Um, oh, my dear. I, I would know. You know. I, was try- I, wa- I wanted to get clarification on it. And I think what I said was correct. Dude, you took an entire fucking like country's cuisine the entire country <laughs> yeah but it's here, like american we're over here being super specific dude being like we're taking like chicken fingers not just like, like all chicken. like me like no like, you know what? just give me chinese food all chinese food it's give me meat if take it's got out meat chinese. in it i choose it you guys can pick all the vegan shit i actually <laughs> agree with that i'm just saying that you're I, why are you bringing it back to me all i said was it sounded like you were trying to bend the rules no, I was asking a question, so I wasn't going to bend the rules when we were out doing this. I don't know why it got brought back to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because you just called me out, dude. That's why. I agree that I to... took too much. I'm fine with that. That's fine. I think that takeout Chinese is the best. I had too many options. They're all good. And uh, I had to narrow it down, which I did fantastically. Um, but it sounded like you were trying to bend the rules. Well, you got to do that to win sometimes. Hey, um, I'm, hey, I'm a fucking bender from way back. Just real quick, real quick. Mavericks up up 30 at the half. 
No way. <laughs> yep. By the way, oh. if Mavs, I just looked to Matt, if the Mavs win, Celtics, no matter what, can't have home court. Um, they both finished ahead of the Celtics um, in regular season record. I don't think the Mavs did. Yeah, they did by one game. Shit. Unless the record I was looking at was oh, you're probably playoffs right. end, but I think it was they finished by one game. Uh, yes, you're correct, dude. Yep. Okay. Um, this one is for uh Kev, the bender. The bender. Fuck you, dude. God. It took me a second to, when you said it. Number two. Deuces. Um, this one is for Gola. I didn't know where the hell he was going with that either, Gio. What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, it, was a, it was a great joke, dude. I can't help it if you guys are fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> for Gola, you got number one. That leaves you at number three. God damn it. I don't think this has got a clear cut, you know. I don't. No I way. think that you know, no like way. top TV shows. I thought the last week one with the uh, top rivalries had some clear cuts. Obviously, like the NBA draft pick was the easy mean, Jordan. Um, this one I don't see as number one. So, but let's let's hear what what, what Goladank has has to offer. This is also like preference too, right? So like I feel like like you said, there's no clear cut number one. So it's like, well, this is who I want to be. So it's yeah, hey, you know, whatever. Um, I'm gonna go. This I don't I I really hope that I didn't have one. I was hoping I had like three, just so I can see what you guys want with us for a second. Um, I'm gonna go with arguably my favorite Will Ferrell character of all time, and that is Ron Burgundy. Ooh. I would love to sit down with the Anchorman and just have a few have a few pops with that guy. Oh, every time I think of it, I my favorite thing is. One of my favorite gifts in the world to use is that one where he's sitting at his desk and he's drinking like a Miller High Life mm-hmm. and he takes a sip and he's like, boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> so I don't know why. I just, I would love to, uh, I love to sit down and have a fucking, a few pops with him. Uh, so I, I want to speak about this guy, but my, my freaking heart fluttered a little bit there when you said you were going with a Will Ferrell character. I got some Will Ferrells, bro. I had my heart absolutely set on a Will Ferrell character for my number one pick. Like, it, it, I feel like it's not even close to me. I, I think I have him. I think okay. I think he's my number one, too. So, I mean, we could talk about Ron Burgundy for a second. I think Anchorman, when that movie came out, it was fucking oh, hilarious, yeah. dude. It was such a good didn't movie. Even th- didn't even think of it. It was such a good movie, dude. But to me, the character Frank Ricard, better <laughs> better known tank. as Frank the Tank, dude. Yeah. Frank the Tank yeah. during Rush Week when this dude is at the parties. Oh my God! Fill it up again! Fill it up again! Like this dude, I think would just be an absolute blast to drink with. And, and the gold out there, I, Frank. When we talked about drinking a beer, I feel like we're talking about drinking like twenty beers with these guys because Frank the yeah. Tank is just gonna put him down. Oh my God. The decisions you guys I, would make drunk together would be dangerous. I'm definitely getting arrested. That, that was a miss by me. I did not even think of him. The, I think my all-time favorite GIF, and I feel like I use it all the time whenever I'm excited, is just Frank the Tank, like, doing the – just after he after he does a funnel and he just starts, like, doing the finger guns or pumping his fists and all-time favorite. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a miss. Oh, that's a good one. I, all right, this one I could go. So this is a, a movie based on a true story. Um, and I could go with the regular or the actor, Jordan Belfour, 
from Wolf of Wall Street. I think the fucking shit you'd get into with that millionaire. And <laughs> I mean, I've heard the stories. It's unbelievable. And you don't need to participate in the stories. You just need to see what the fuck he went through and what they would do as rich millionaires and what goes on in this country is unbelievable. I think it's awesome. I love that movie. That movie is like super cool to like see. But the coolest thing about it is that Jordan Belfort has an actual TikTok account where he like talks yeah. about like what's yeah. real and what's not real. And it's it's pretty cool shit. But yeah, he'd be a blast. That that dude was a legend. The shit he's seen. Yeah. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go with a more serious guy. I think he's just the most badass. I think we'd fuck a lot of shit up in some bars. Uh, Jax Teller. From Sons of Anarchy. Um, oh, I said I don't know who that is. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, badass Harley dude. A um, lot of strip clubs. I'm down with that. We can go check out some girls, and then um, you know we got some guns hanging out the back. If we need to fuck some shit up, I'm good with that too. Um, probably get a fucking couple O E O U I's on the way. Um, but if they can't catch us, ain't my problem. You know. You owned a motorcycle at one point, didn't you? Oh yeah, a couple. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you like you don't have like the tattoos and stuff. These guys probably all have tattoos and stuff, but I feel like you could fit in in like a, a gang like that. Oh, right? oh yeah. If I, I was like, real, I'd be tatted to the neck to the toes. And like I feel like you have like a an easy way of just talking to people. Like you're really good at just especially when you've been drinking, you can just talk to like just random people all day. I feel like yeah, you could just walk up to these dad. guys and like you could just join this their the Sons of Anarchy, no problem. Yeah, I think I would have a fun time. Um, and I think that biker gangs alone have some really also cool stories, right? Like mm-hmm. some shit we couldn't believe um, really happens. And then being able to do it with Jax Teller, probably one of the coolest characters there is. All right, back to me. All right, so this here is the exact reason why I was asking you guys if we could do a group of people and not just a single person. And I I'm gonna. I think I know where you're going. I'm going with the wolf pack from the hangover that when that movie came out, dude, it's like the only, it's like maybe the only movie I went to where people were just like the entire movie, maybe Jackass was in there too. Just like busting a gut the entire time. Yeah. Like the ending with all the pictures, like people are just like, like crying in the movie. Cause it was so funny. And like these four guys, they got like a little bit of everything, you know, like they got like a stud in Cooper. They got like an idiot in Galifianakis. They got like a moron in uh, no Ed doubt. Helms. I, I had that group was awesome. I, I, I will give this to you. I'm not going to be a strict person like you are, um, but I did have Alan written down. So um, I think that once again, I think Alan will, you know, lace up the old drinks and you just never know what's going to happen. The story's going to be fucking nuts. I guess I'm going for more of like, it's going to be a wild fucking night. Well, yeah. 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 Definitely be a wild night. All right. So I added a group after we had this conversation and I think it would just be pure and utter debauchery, but that is, I'm going to go with the gang from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And just be like, bar hop in these dive ass bars and just i don't know that them guy that that show is fucking so goddamn funny to me danny devito was one of the funniest characters of all time i think so um i think just crushing some beers in a dive bar in philly would be a riot with these fucking people um we got a lot of flack by the way from my fantasy football group that we didn't have them on top tv shows so i'm glad i think they'll be happy to hear that you put them on your list 
It's funny. I've never really uh, watched. I never got into it either. Yeah, I've never watched. That's it. I've never watched it like start to finish. But I mean, I've watched a ton of episodes, and I just it's fucking, it's ridiculous. Um, the next one I am just I'm gonna be just pounding the calories on because I'm just gonna be crushing white Russians with this guy. But I'm going with the dude for Jeff Lebowski from the Big Lebowski. Just walk around in a bathrobe, just slamming freaking white Russians or black Russians, whatever it is that he's drinking, but chillest dude on the planet. Good thing. Yeah. Good thing. Yeah, that's a good one, man. You you a big bowler? Uh, I'm not a big bowler, but I like bowling. I do enjoy I, it. And you like drinking. Yeah. I like drinking. Mm-hmm. I like bowling. I'm not a big bowler. I've played in a league once. It was a ton of fun, um, but... I do like bowling. I'm not. I'm bad at it. All right, let's pick. Um, this was actually um an idea from my beautiful wife, dude. And when she said it, I'm like, I cannot believe I didn't have this on my list. But I'm going with Nick Miller, new girl. Nick Miller. I mean, he's a bartender. I think he knows how to make drinks. He's not, I mean, maybe he does, but this is like one of the funniest TV characters, like of shows that I've watched. Yeah. Um, the dude likes to drink. Uh, and maybe if I were to drink with this dude, I could actually understand how to play true American. True American. That's true. Too. Yeah. That was called true American. Yeah. And if you were, you were not, but if there was an individual who was a single gentleman, you could probably pick up some chicks because that guy might have the greatest roster of girls of all time in any TV show. It is unbelievable the chicks that he pulled in that show. He had They're a good run. Rockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a good run. But he's just like <laughs> one of the what is it? What is the uh, what is the the line, Kev? And maybe I'm gonna mess it up. But he, they were talking about he had like he was like sad about something. And he made the, it was like uh, you heal outside wounds with. Rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. You try inside root, uh, inside yeah. wounds with whiskey or something like or that. Drinking alcohol or something. Yeah. Drinking yeah. alcohol yeah. is so goddamn funny. Yeah. Nick Nick was on my list. I I, I thought about going with him one of them back to back picks there, but favorite character of all time. He's the man. Um. Okay, I got two back to back. Let's go. All right. I'm going to go, this one's easy for me, a little bit of a shake and bake. I'm also taking a, I don't know. No, yeah, I'm going to go shake and bake. I'm going to go Cal Norton um, and Ricky Bobby. So. Are you taking both of them? Oh, yeah, shake and okay, bake. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay, taking the you. crew. I, right. it's funny cause I had, I, I really fucked up right there because I think I spelled Norton wrong when I wrote it down and I was like, am I saying it wrong? Um, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I had Ricky Bobby written, Norton written down, Norton. it's, and I think Cal I say Norton. Norton every time. Anyways. Um, yeah, I think that would be a fucking hilarious one. Just listen to those guys <laughs> all the time and, uh, maybe get a little bit of a race car, see what it's all about and, uh, have some fun. Like Will Will Ferrell had like an absurd streak of movies, you know what I mean? Like really oh the, the three three we just listed there. I'm um, sure I'm forgetting one. For him Step to make Brothers, it yeah. on all of our lists is incredible. 
Yeah, exactly. And like, I think this is the movie I've I watched the least out of those like four. Yeah. But like, I probably still have seen it like four times. You know what I mean? Like, they were all just absolute gold. He he just dominated like like a sweet run in the early two thousands. There. He's so funny. He's like, uh, everything he did, I swear, was hilarious. So good. Yep. Like his the best of Will Ferrell. Like he remember the SNL DVDs? Mm-hmm. Was like the best of the the ones of him were just. I don't even. I don't understand how anybody worked with him. I know it must have been so hard. And even John C. <laughs> Riley. John C. Riley's fucking hilarious too. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Uh, my next one is I'm going to take our first girl, um, Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids, um, the bigger <laughs> chick. I think she's <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. hysterical, dude. Uh, when she's, she's on the plane funny. or at the wedding, she's just hysterical. Um, makes me laugh with all of her one-liners. Uh, so. I think that you. So you know what? It's funny you say that because like right before, right after the Celtics game ended, I threw it on. Um, it was like TBS or whatever, and it was the getting. There was 15 minutes or 18 minutes left of bridesmaids before the pregame for the NHL yeah. came on, and right at the end of the movie where she's like filming the sex scene with her and the the air marshal, <laughs> yeah, and she's got that sandwiches, and she's like, "Oh, you see my flaps opening? I fucking." died it's so goddamn funny oh my fuck yeah she is so fucking funny yeah hmm shit dude I really don't know what I want to do here. I'm between two people. Uh, I'm going to go with. Ah, I'm probably going to regret this. It's not as big of a character, but I'm going to go with. Uh, I think it's. I might be saying it wrong. Thormund Giants Bane from Game yeah. of Thrones, dude. I think the, oh, this dude is a big time drinker in the show. I think some of the stories this guy could tell you would be absolutely wild. Like the, I think it was a, uh, it was in the last season. They were all around the fire before like the Night King and his army come in, and he's like telling the stories and he's like telling about like how he got his nickname like Giant Spain, and he talks about like I don't know this dude. I feel like would just be a wild guy to drink with. Oh yeah, yeah. he is. He's like one of like the favorite like secondary characters of that show. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the ones I'm like, I just don't want this fucking guy to die. Like yeah. he's so goddamn funny. He's drinking. And he's like, such a badass too. Oh yeah, he's drinking like whiskey straight. By the way. Oh like, yeah. Like there's no mixing with that dude. You better keep up. Oh, I'm not keeping up with him. <laughs> you'll be so you'll drink with him for like an hour. Then you'll yeah, yeah, that'll be a great hour. But. Oh shit. All right, I am. Uh, I'm gonna dip into the cartoon characters, and I'm gonna just start crushing beers with a drunken clam with Peter Griffin. Cool. I just think like I don't know what it is. The guy's just like an absolute buffoon. Just like does like so much dumb shit, but I think he'd just be a riot to just like crush beers with. Uh, so like Jack, when I gr- Jack mentioned that. Um, that he would like to do. So he'll be happy to hear that. Yeah. Like when I grew up when I was like really young, I'd like always watch the Simpsons. And then like when family guy came out, I just completely stopped watching Simpsons because like family guy was so much better, but yeah. Peter, Peter Griffin's and legend of the comics. I never got like, 
I never got into Simpsons. I like just don't think it's that good. I don't think it's that funny, and I I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority with that, but I just don't think it's nah, that good. I don't either. Oh, I am between Last two pick, people Gola. here. I am between two people. All right. I'm going to go with Norm Peterson. He is the guy who sits at the corner of the bar in the show Cheers. And one of the biggest reasons why I'm going to go with him is because he just crushes draft beer and he's got a running tab going. So I could probably just drink for free the whole night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to go back and watch Cheers. Like I remember watching it, like my parents oh. would watch it and I would love to go oh. back and watch it. Cause they say it's great. So it was on like Netflix, not that long ago. So I was like, ah, screw it. And I started watching. I got like two or three seasons into it. All time, one of the all time best like TV theme songs of all, like, and maybe mm-hmm. just wanted to stop pounding beers, dude. It's unbelievable. Yep, it is good. It's an all timer. I thought but about yeah, putting him on my list, but I'd never seen the show really. So I, I didn't feel uh, like it was right. Yeah. I haven't seen it like for, like I said, same thing start to finish, but he, uh, he gets pretty freaking just buckled in that show quite often. Mm-hmm. And he's got a huge tab going too, so. But he's not the mailman, though. What do you know what his occupation is? No. I know. I know the Cliff Clavin. I, I think don't is the know. Mailman. But yeah, if you don't know, it's not. He's always wearing a suit, I so I mean, maybe he's like a just a, yeah works in an office or something. But. <sighs> oh, I just had to listen to the song. It's yeah, it's a banger. That's great. Yeah. It's really good. All right, my final pick. I'm going to, I feel like I always go back to this show, dude. I'm just my favorite show of all time in the office. I'm going with Meredith Palmer. Um, <laughs> she's a truly an alcoholic. Michael tries getting her to go to rehab. She <laughs> sets her hair on fire. Um, when she gets a Dundee one time, she's showing up at the house, her own house the next morning, like in the same clothes. She's <laughs> just an all time alcoholic and um, yeah, should be a great time. I, it's so goddamn funny, like, at the, the very last, like, episode when they're like, all you guys ever show is me getting drunk. She goes, you never showed me. She goes, that's what we did in college. Like, she got, like, her PhD or something like that, <laughs> but they never, like, mentioned it once in the show. Oh, for my last pick. I got it narrowed down to two. I think I'd go with Oh fuck the Lannister from Game of Thrones the the short Tyrion one. Tyrion, Tyrion. Tyrion. I think the knowledge that he would drop about everything that's going on I think he's probably the most knowledgeable one um mm-hmm. and the shitty scene been through uh, I think he would probably be the, the most uh I think he'd be sitting there for hours and days or probably yeah sitting there for days listening to this guy tell stories it'd be awesome uh so I was between Tormund and Tyrion, that was my two I was like debating on that fourth pick. Yeah. But yeah, Tyrion, the dude's rich. The dude drinks like a fish. Uh he's seen he is like the most knowledgeable guy in all of Westeros. Um and I mean the beginning too, the dude was just getting like hookers all the time in his tents. You know what I mean? <laughs> if that's what you're into. <laughs> And and I feel like if, for Game of if, Thrones, there's not a ton of comedy in it, but whenever there is comedy, is. it's because of Tyrion too. Yeah. So I think yeah, it'd be a good one. 
Uh, you know who else? Like going back of like knowledge and what they know and what they've seen. Another one I think from like that would be pretty awesome too with Game of Thrones before she dies is Elena Tyrell. That bitch has seen some shit. Mm-hmm. She was a she was a savage, but I'm so uh, bad with names. I, I gotta look them up. She was yeah. A couple of the ones that I had on here that we didn't mention were um, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Never just saw sit her. around, just like crush some steaks and drink some. Not that I drink, not that I'm a big whiskey guy, but um, Doug Heffernan from King of Queens. Oh love, yeah, that's a good love one. Doug Heffernan. Oh, that's just a good a one. Funny yep. dude. I wish funny. I um, and then I did have a office character. Well, I well two other people. I had Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I thought, about Leahy, I thought about Leahy, but I didn't put him Leahy. on my list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last one was my, a character from The Office because the way they make the show seem, the guy's seen some shit, and that's Creed Bratton. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine he's got some fucking stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only had a couple, actually. One of them is kind of funny, and this guy maybe is more, more weed than beer, but I was just thinking, like, he's... I, I feel like I had to put a McConaughey on my list, a McConaughey character, and I was just thinking, his name's Wooderson from Dazed and Confused. He yeah. seems like a pretty fun dude to drink with. Um, and then the only one I, I had was James Bond. I think James Bond, that dude has oh, yeah. some shit, and the dude yeah. likes to drink. So. I had three. Um, I had one of my favorite characters, comedians, is Eddie from uh, National Lampoons, Cousin Eddie. Um, he's an absolute <laughs> loose cannon, dude. Um, I think he'd be, I, he'd fit in at a rumpet bar perfectly. Um, uh, another girl, uh, Ruth Langmore from Ozark. Uh, oh, she's yeah. as bad. So my theory with her is that we could go into a bar and we are going to fuck some shit up. So mm. like if I got some anger issues, which I do usually, or I can, um, and I need to get them out, uh, for goal has seen that I've been mad before. I think <laughs> she would be right with me. So like, I would have a ride or die. And, <laughs> Me and Ruth would fuck some shit up. I can't remember. I saw there was a movie she was in recently where she was actually like a proper and like beautiful chick. You know what I mean? And she she is beautiful. Yeah, and I was like shocked that I'm like this is not the same person because she is so like she is so different in Ozark than she was in this movie. Yeah, pretty talented. I think it's the, a uh, show on uh, Netflix. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I saw a preview for it or something. Yeah, yeah. Another group of people would be the guys from Beer Fest. Oh, that's right. That's a good one. I didn't think of I that. I just, I just thought of that right, yep. right now. I was like, well, that was a, that's. That was a really good one. Him. Yep. My last one was Tony Soprano. So, that dude has seen some fucking stuff. There's some, yeah, there's some stories there too. He, yeah. What when I was making my list, I was trying to think if I wanted to go with like who would be more fun or who would be someone that I could get like drunk and then like start to get some like some questions out of them, like some truth. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. like one, I, one I had thought of, and I, and I decided to go with the more fun route, but was like from like Pulp Fiction, like when they open the briefcase, you know, the scene, in the briefcase, and there's like the gold start shining and like, they never have told you what was in the briefcase. So I was thinking, well, if you get those guys fucking, drunk enough, maybe they would tell you what was in the briefcase. Fucking Tarantino. Yeah. Good stuff. What Damn, else do you guys stuff. have? Oh, I was going to have this little uh, little thing here for you guys. I kind of, uh, you see this all the time about redrafting certain years, like, you know, whatever. So 
I went back to a, just picked a couple of random years, um, Major League Baseball, and I'm gonna I'll tell you who the number one pick was, and then some other notable names that were picked that year. And I just want to hear if you guys would still take the uh, the guy, the same guy, number one. Okay. So, I, I feel like baseball is probably the hardest of all professional sports to pick the number one guy. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna go back to 2007. Tampa Bay originally took David Price number one. I have four other guys here that uh, were bigger names that were in that draft, and that were Stanton, Rizzo, Baumgardner, and Freeman. Mm. It's a pretty good draft, huh? Does Price have the most World Series out of all those people? He's got what? What two? He only got one with the Sox. One with the Sox, one with the Dodgers. One with the, but he didn't did he even do anything with the Dodgers. He wasn't I don't even think pitching. he played. No. Yeah, I think that was no. Bomb got, no. Mad Bomb does. Mad. He's got three, right? Yeah. Does he have three? Mad Bomb, two or three? He's got at least two. Brazil's got one. Boy, one that's a tough one. And then Freeman's got one. I think. I think if if I'm gonna go pitcher, I think I'm taking Bumgarner over Price. Yes. But I think yeah. Freeman's the best player in that off mm-hmm. these names. I would agree. I'm Freeman. going Freeman one. Yeah. Um only MVP, right? Freeman's the only one that won MVP or a Cy Young. No, Stanton has one. No, Stanton won it. Stanton won one? Yeah, Freeman's with Miami. So Price I mean, won a Cy Young. If Stanton could stay healthy every time, I, I he would be right there too. So yeah, I think the only thing that puts Freeman above Stanton, even if, say, if Stanton and Freeman both play the same game, it's just a defense. Like, Stanton doesn't give you really anything on that mm-hmm. side of the ball. Yeah. Freeman's, like, gold glove first base, yeah. so. Yeah. Good call, though. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good draft to have Well, probably three, maybe four Hall of Famers. Yeah. Well, this one's pretty loaded, too. <laughs> 2011. The Pittsburgh Pirates took Garrett Cole, number Garrett one. Garrett Cole. Other notables that went in that draft. Anthony Rendon, Francisco Lindor, George Springer, Jose Fernandez, Trevor Story, Mookie Betts, and Brandon Woodruff. I mean, I think Betts is the only guy you can question to be number one over Cole. Right. I think I will, yeah. And I just, and it's crazy too, because like, if whatever happened to like Fernandez on, yeah, on yeah, yeah. thing, he legitimately yeah, may have been the best player in that draft. He was yeah. so fucking electric. But awesome. um, I don't know. I think I still may go with Cole in this draft. Yeah, I, I like obviously like fantasy baseball wise, like hitters are way more important. But like in real life, I think pitchers. Uh, yeah, in playoffs, it usually yeah, like comes aces, down to pitches. Yeah, aces are usually more important than like hitters. So like, I guess it depends. I think if it's fantasy. I'm taking bets. If it's real life, I'm probably starting a team with Cole. I still think I take bets, but that probably is biased. But I just think I'm taking bets. He had a pretty solid like three or four year run with the Sox there. Yep. He hasn't like he... he hasn't been like he hasn't been like out of this world with the Dodgers, you know. And which is crazy to me because I feel like that Dodgers lineup has just been nasty for the last like three years. But uh, but the Sox, he was insane. Yeah, he was. Has he like done anything this year? Um. I don't know. I'm honestly really don't not. Know. I don't know. The Dodgers are dominating, but the Dodgers dominate because they have like four starters under a two ERA. So, like, uh, let's see. 
His stats this year are he's got a 340 on base, uh, a 460 slugging, so a little bit over 800. Um, seven home runs, 17 RBIs, only three stolen bases. Um, yeah, he, he hasn't been like spectacular um, for the Dodgers like he was for the Red Sox. So that's that's like pretty standard numbers. Um, but he's also probably one of the better defensive outfielders too. Yeah. It's I love um like I think it's it's cool to pick out the big names but it's it's funny to like like 2009 Trout went 25th overall and like he obviously wasn't regarded as a huge prospect I mean mm-hmm. still first rounder but not huge and no one would have expected he'd become like maybe the greatest talent ever right but like it's so funny to like read some of the names you know that went ahead of him it's just like Bobby Borchering. Like Bobby Borchering, the Diamondbacks had to get Bobby Borchering over Mike Trout. <laughs> it's just well, and that's and that's what I mean. Like you look at, like I was look, when you were looking at some of these, this draft, like that 07 draft, right? Price went one, Moose, Mike Moustakas went two, but he's had a pretty good career, right? And mm-hmm. then the Cubs took Josh Vitter's three, and Pittsburgh Yikes. took Daniel Moscos four. <laughs> Wow. It's like, it's just so funny. You go back and look at these drafts and you're like, like, look at, listen to this stretch of guys, Blake Bevan, Peter Cosma, Joe Savory, and Chris Withrow. Like Kevin Ahrens is in there too. Guys have never heard of these fucking guys. Yeah. That's baseball's a, it's a, it's tough because you're drafting guys in in high school too, to mix in with it. And uh, you just don't know what their competition or like sometimes baseball's a short season for the high schoolers. So you get a kid who just catches absolute fire and uh, come to find out, he just never went against a curveball in high school. That's just how it'd be. Uh, Update Mavericks up 41. Oh my God. My God. I mean, this is just going to like, this whole thing is just going to fuel the whole, Chris Paul is the biggest choke artist in the history of the NBA. Right? Yeah. Well, he's, like he's just cool. like not a winner. And like, I think uh, we, when you guys were in Folly Beach, uh, Jack had brought up the Kardashian curse there with Devin Booker, you know? So it's like, it's, it's still <laughs> there. Yeah. That, that curse is still That's there. Right. Uh, just, I'm like, just brought up Mike Trout's numbers just to see it real quick. The last, he's on pace for an 1100 OPS right now. Um, but his last, if you include this year, last five out of six years, uh, OPS over 1,000. This <laughs> guy is awesome. He's incredible. Holy crap. So like, I feel like no one's good. even talking about him this year, and he's, he's, whoa. He's, he's incredible. No, he's just, he's like, slugging when six, the guy plays, six, he just dominates. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't even make sense. Um, wow, this is probably one of the shorter episodes. I don't, I'm, do you guys have any more? You guys want to, uh, touch on any more topics? No, so we got Celtics, what, Tuesday night? Is that what it is? Celtics Tuesday, so we'll be able to discuss, uh, game one. Um, we'll see if the Celtics come out ready to play. I think that, um, oh, oh, Bill has got something. Spit it. How about, how about your fucking boy Phil Mickelson getting fucking poopy pants and withdrawing from the PGA after he's... Did he really withdraw? He withdrew? He withdrew. Little fucking baby tits. He's got some, he's got some man tits. Never mind baby tits. That no, fucking don't you talk Sally. about Phil. Oh, little baby tits, Phil. Why don't you uh, like Phil? Because he's a scumbag. He's a fake. He's just dumb. Because he's 
the guy wanted to be wanted to be Tiger so fucking bad, and he just couldn't hang with Tiger at all. And he's, he's been he's pretty fucking bag. good. He's probably like the second best golfer over the last fifteen years. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Okay. I mean, and what he don't get me wrong, what he did last year at Kiowa was unreal. But I just the guy's just obnoxious. I can't fucking stand him. He's not that bad. He's, I mean, he joined. I I read up into it a little bit more, and he's basically saying like, hey, in this league, Saudi league, you pay, you get paid before the tournament. You don't get paid as you do the tournament. So like, you get like every other sport. Um, I and I and I disagree. Like I like golf. I like how you get paid to play to win. You right. Like basketball, if you know people get paid big time money and barely play or take days off and stuff like that. He's saying at least pay your superstars or your big time golfers that get people to watch a little bit of money prior to the tournaments, and that's what he was like fighting for. So it's really not the biggest like like people. The PGA is like shutting him off and not letting him speak about it. But he's like that's kind of a good reason. Well, the PGA also, well, first of all, but there's like ulterior motive with Phil. Like he, he's a money whore. He's a money whore. That's what I'm saying. There's no doubt. Because there is, there is supposedly, and I don't know what the guy's name is, this big, I was listening to a podcast and they reference him. There's this like big time, like gambler guy, Vegas guy or whatever. And he's coming out with a book and supposedly there's going to be some fucking stories about there. And Phil, like there's rumors that Phil lost like 40 million, 40 or 50 million dollars. Like, so like it is no surprise that. He wants this league to succeed. Right. And, um, but the PGA Tour took a pretty fucking hard stance on it. And they, apparently there was like a handful of guys that applied for a waiver to play in the tournament. And the PGA is like, nope, we're not, we're not letting you guys. Cause you, if you go to play in any other tournaments throughout the world, you have to like sign a waiver or they have to get a waiver approved by the PGA Tour. And they're like, nah, not going to fucking happen. You're not going, you're not playing in it. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah, I it's just I found it funny, funny that little, of what it is. I don't think I that what he's doing funny. is bad, but I do think that I I don't know. I, like I said, he's is, definitely a money whore. He's got some issues oh, where uh, his gambling is out of control, and uh, there's obviously a reason for it that no one other golfers are doing it. Um, but if that's his intent to to try to make sure his top players or their top their top superstars in the golf world get paid prior to tournaments too. Uh, I get that, but I don't think that that's like his only thing. I think that's like that the Saudi no. league is just paying him a ton. And that's what he's saying. I don't have a problem with him advocating for the players to get paid more. I, that, I don't have a problem with that. What I have, a, what I had a problem with was the shit he was saying, like basically like supporting like these mm-hmm. Saudi princes that are complete and utter fucking scumbags. Yes, they are. Um, so that is that's kind of what I had the my issue was is like he was almost like backing them and like supporting everything, and that's like to me I'm like well what the what are we doing here like he even references the debauchery and the bullshit that these yeah. people do and he's like yeah I'm still gonna roll with them it's like no you're a fucking idiot like I'm no no problem with the av- the advocating to get the players paid more mm-hmm. no no problem with that. Uh, yeah, so PGA Championships this week. Uh, if anyone's interested, we run a little thing for the PGA, so reach out to one of us, and we'll let you know. Uh, the other thing I want to say is that in 17 days, it is the next The Match. And this year, oh, there's yeah, no pros. Awesome. It's uh, Brady Rogers versus Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Will you guys watch that? 
Yeah. When I was in um nope. when I was in Vegas, we went to Top Golf and the uh lady there was like, You guys from New England? We were like, Yep. She's like, Oh yeah, I'm from Buffalo, but you know, I go here and um last week I got to wait on Josh Allen. And I'm like, No shit, that must have been really cool. She goes, It was cool, but people didn't even know it was Josh Allen and they were surrounded with him because of how far he was hitting the ball. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm excited to see this fucking yep. guy just get up there and hit missiles. Um I think that's I don't be fun. know. I mean I guess what I should say is I'm not going to like make it a point. Like I'm not going to be like, Oh shit, this is on at noontime. I need to be home to make sure I watch this. Six 30. I'm home. Six 30. So if it's on, then I'll watch it because what I do like about watching these, the the matches um, is these guys, you know, they're celebrities, but they're like, most of them are just kind of like hackers. Like we are too. Uh So like that first one that when they, with uh, Brady, when he was like legit hitting balls, like 40 yards, right. Every fucking Uh hole. Like, I like watching that shit because it's just like, well, I'm like, yep, I can do the same thing as this guy. Yeah. Um. So, I like I said, I won't, like, it's not, like, must-watch television for me, but I'll probably throw it on to, and watch a little bit of it. Yeah, I'll watch it, too. Um. And this is my little segue into it. We got to talk about this for a second. The contract that Brady's getting. <laughs> this guy is going to be buying a team by the time he's 55 years old. I mean, he's he, he is just an absolute, like, He's an absolute warrior for still wanting to play football after getting that deal. It blows my mind. Like, this dude just wants to compete. That's all he wants to do is compete. He's going to be, mm-hmm. what, 45, 45 this year? And he's yeah. going to get – he could get be getting $37.5 million if he just quits playing football right now. He could just start getting that money. It's incredible. It blo- it's incredible it's that nuts. this dude just wants to keep playing. I think he'd be making $15 million this year playing football, or he could be making 37.5 if he becomes the analyst. Awesome. So is he uh, – so he's doing like the Fox game of the week every week, right? Whenever, whenever yeah. the time comes. Yeah, he's there already. Their lead analyst. It's unbelievable. Analyst. Who's he he's with? Who's the other guy he's with? Oh my! Is it Kevin God. Burkhart? Yeah. Is it Kevin Burkhart? It yeah, Burkhart. Yeah. And because yeah, because Joe Buck and Aikman went to Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. Oh. I have full confidence that he's gonna be like. Um, I was listening to some guys on WEI and they were like, oh yeah, I remember when Jerry Rice came out and he like was the worst analyst of all time. Um, and then Emmett Smith tried to get into it and he was God awful, but they were like, and I agree with them. I just feel like Brady is going to absolutely knock it out of the park because like what made him so much better than everybody else is how much film he watched. And I just feel like he's going to be on top of his game. Mm-hmm. And like, I think he's got a side to him that people aren't familiar with where he's funny. Like, obviously, I've never missed, like, any of his interviews or, like, any of that stuff where I've seen him before. And, like, you see him, like, after Super Bowls when he's, like, just letting loose and having fun with teammates. He's able to, like, connect with young guys, old guys, owners, uh, everybody. And I just think you're going to see his his personality come out and be a little more uh, fun. And I hope that, like, this leads to Peyton getting it, too, because I think he's Mm -hmm. a fucking riot, too. And even Eli. I'm like, even Eli's got a dry sense of humor. And, like, these guys got to be looking at him like, holy Shit, we're on ESPN two was a Dude. backup coverage for fucking Monday Night Football and Tom has never done anything in broadcasting and he's making thirty seven million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Do, I hope do you think do you think that could and I I know a lot of people love him. I he's kinda like wearing on me. I'm like I used to like him a lot more than I do now, but I think he's fucking obnoxious. But I oh. as far as Romo goes, but do you think that with like Fox going to Brady that it could trigger like you just said brought up Manning could trigger um CBS to like try to make Manning an offer and like remove Romo from the booth. 
No, I think that I he's think so Romo's dumb. great, man. I like, love I think Romo. That he's good. I think that one of them tries to add Peyton. Um, I I just think how cool would it be if Peyton and Tom did like games together, like oh, you know, how fun would that be? Um, like NBA could, like, always does. Each other guys. And, I couldn't believe, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So and I, NFL doesn't though. I feel like no, they don't. They never have ever three guys. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Monday know. Night Football used to. Oh, Which they, is, were, they were just that's because they had three bad guys. Like, yeah. like holy shit. No, I know, but I'm just no saying, people. Monday Night Football had three guys. At but you're right, they did. And it's um, kind of funny because, like, football is a lot of downtime in between plays, where NBA yeah. is just like just you know nonstop. I feel like so it's kind of mm-hmm. funny that they wouldn't have three if they could. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. I can't remember what I was saying, but yeah, I, I don't know that. uh, no, that's not good. It will, probably wasn't important, so I was just blabbing. Um, yeah, I think that good, good, good topic. Bring that up. I'm excited. I'm excited I think, to watch um, him golf, yeah. and I'm excited to see the the, the him commentate. I, I like the thing about Brady is like I think he is going to be like the smartest guy to ever do this because like he, you said he watched so much film, but like <clears throat> he does have that funny side to him. Like his social media accounts are like he he'll like post something every once yeah. in a while, and it's like freaking hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's got some like good clips, like especially like when him and Gronk start doing shit together. It's like it's. Yeah. Absolutely, and that, it's funny stuff. And that one he come out with, and he knows what he's doing too. Like that one he come out with, like apparently that TikTok trend. It was like, say, <laughs> tell yeah. somebody, tell somebody a, a, something you've never said before, and he comes out and he's like, mm. the tuck rule. Yeah, that yeah. may have been a fumble or whatever yeah. it was. And they're just like, he yeah. knew it was like gonna stir up emotions for like a, like a whole fan mm-hmm. base in like well, Las Vegas now, just like to piss them off. I think it's interesting that I believe Gronk has a contract with Fox as well. So how funny would it be if yeah. like Fox is on the ground um during yeah. the game and like you know they'll do like some pregame stuff together and you know I, I could yep. see that for sure um getting Gronk's advice down low and then going back to Brady and Brady just like probably making fun of him or something. Okay, oh, I, I don't know. I'm switching gears here a little bit. But speaking of the NFL, did you guys see? What do you guys think of them like trying to impede on the NBA's territory and uh, having a couple games on Christmas this year? Yeah. I didn't see that. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, because the schedule, yeah, have, got re- schedule got released last week, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they have like two or three games on Christmas this year. Oh, actually, you know, the only thing I saw about it, some team, they uh, they played a trick on their players and said they were playing on Thanksgiving. Seattle. Seattle. And they yeah. Jackson, Christmas. Well, Seattle. Yeah. Because, that yeah, that was awesome, dude. Like, I think they, like, left out the paper and, like, the players started seeing it and was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I love pranks like that, you know, dude. Yep. You know what I hate too is like I think the I obviously during the week I absolutely hate the prime time games because I just fucks me up the rest of the week as far as staying up and watching the Patriots. I think they have four straight prime time games. Wow. Ooh. Is that? Yeah, they have. Um, like, it's uh, like four of them, four weeks in a row. Yes, they do. They play on like a Thanksgiving Thursday night. Then they have minute, yeah. they wait till Sunday night to play. Um, the bills and then the monday night then the following monday night they play yeah they do have four in a row i think it's It's fucking awful i freaking hate the primetime games yeah we were gonna end the episode about 25 minutes ago i think and uh just rattled off some stuff there so we we shot the shit about sports little locker room talk and was nice um, good stuff i forgot about like the brady stuff that's that's good um nuts We'll talk again Wednesday. I think we mentioned it, but we are going to the Red Sox 
Um, so I'm sure we'll be sending some uh, tweets that might or maybe an Instagram post or something after a few cocktails. Uh, so no judgments. We may uh, go live. We'll go live a little fun. bit. The kids will be, you know, they all have babysitters for the day. So we're going to let loose, have fun. Um, like everyone should when you go to a game, have fun with it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we'll be sure to do that. Um, maybe we'll get the wives involved somehow. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Give us a follow. Uh, BDB, find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, but make sure you subscribe as well. That helps. Um, we, we can we can look at all of our stuff. Our subscribers have gone up, our followers, so that's that's great. We appreciate everyone. If you just hit that, it's real easy. One time click, boom, you're following us, and then you download the the episode. That's how we that's how we can track how we're doing. So if you download episodes, if you just listen, we don't really get a. a a way to know that you just listened to it. So um, we only know by downloads and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. It takes two seconds. Download it, follow us and that's it. Thank you. We'll uh, talk to Wednesday after game one. Peace. Thanks guys. Yeah.